now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. All right, join us here for Bible News Radio, where you get two of us. Yeah, you do. Not two of me, though. You get me as well. Two for the price of one. Really, for the price of a thousand. <laughs> the cost is the same. Yep. Yeah, it is. I'm going to share this out on Twitter. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. And ooh, there's something about the way It's a love so true I can never give enough of you How do you spell Emmaus? Um, I would spell it E-M-M-A-U-S It's a beautiful day Using Latin letters yeah, because for some strange unknown reason, I'm not seeing the title of to, to our show. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I was looking in the wrong spot. My bad. All right. All right. Don't let a day go by. <clears throat> yeah, we are. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> it's a love so true, I can never get enough of. Mm-hmm. Take me away. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Actually, it's a night. It's a beautiful night, people. I've got no need to worry. I've got no room for doubt. No matter what's coming at me, you'll always be the beautiful thing about. My Bible News Radio mug. Yeah, it is. Your amazing grace. Your amazing grace. Actually, has coffee in it. And there's something about the way it's cold. Your love shines on my yeah, it face. is. Oh no, I can never get enough of you. This feeling can't be wrong. I'm about to get my worship on. I'm gonna sing a brand new song. Yeah, I'm about to get my worship on. Take, Take me away on this beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, it is. Day. It's a beautiful day, people. Mm-hmm. Hello, Marlene, everybody else. Hello, people. All right, so just got home from Awana. Yeah, I did. Wearing my shirt still. Awana Clubs of California. <laughs> of what? I was going to say of Southern California, but, but I'm in Tennessee. There are probably... There are. <laughs> probably Awana Clubs in Southern California. Yeah, so, so we... um. Uh, so tonight I got the, the opportunity 
to share the gospel with about 60 little children. Yeah, they were. They were little for sure. <laughs> all the way from the cubbies and the puggles, all up to TNT, which, you know. <laughs> puggles? Yeah, puggles. They're the little ones. They're the little dinky ones. They're like the two-year-olds. Like, like inch high? Yeah. They're the... What was really <laughs> funny was um, I had some, a couple of the girls. I was like, okay, everybody, tell me your name, your age, and your rank, where you are. You know? Serial number? Yeah, pretty much. And um, two of the little girls were like, and they're like this, right? They have their hands down by their side. And they're like, my name is George or whatever. My name is, <laughs> my name is whatever it is. I mean, this is how they are, right? And they're like, and I'm eight years old and I'm really short for my age. Yeah, I am. Well, they didn't say that part. <laughs> it was funny. And then, oh, this was the best part. Okay, so I know you guys don't know me, really. I mean, you do, but you don't, right? You've never seen me work with children. I just, kids are so fun. So when I got time for the Bible study lesson for the little teeny weeny ones, we have puppets. Yeah, there's a bear puppet and there's a lamb puppet. And then there was some other puppet. I don't remember it. But um, my partner, the girl that Crystal, I think I think it was Crystal. Anyway, my other teacher, who I'm also getting to know, <laughs> she sat down and she had the puppets up, you know, and and it was so funny because there's like ten, probably about twelve kids sitting around, sitting on the ground, and I'm sitting on the ground. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be able to have to hopefully get up later, and and she's like, okay, everybody, she has the bear puppet. She's like. Everybody be quiet. I want you to say hi, Cubby, because I guess that's the name of the bear. <clears throat> but don't yell it really loud. Just say it in a whisper because he'll get scared if you yell it really loud. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I did. I really thought it was funny. And all the kids were like. <gasps> they were cooperative. They were. <laughs> they were totally cooperative. They're like. Hi, Cubby. <laughs> and I was sitting there. I'm trying not to laugh because, you know. And and the other thing too, Randall, you, you know how much I love puppets, right? Yes, I do. And I'm super good at puppets. But what was really funny was, was she was like, okay, so here's the puppet, right? The puppet is, you know, there. And so she's go, she's like, um talking to the puppet right and the puppet is going like that and she's talking she isn't even trying to hide that she's talking <laughs> you know you know how you know you're like not a ventriloquist I right no not at all <laughs> and the kids are all like and then a couple of the kids they kept leap reaching out to try to pet the bear and she's like don't do that because the bear will get scared <laughs> And part of me was going, how many lies is she telling these children right now? I actually mm. thought about that. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, you got to stop that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that was fun. We got literally to touch every single kid. You know, I mean, get to share the gospel with like 60 kids. We basically went over John 3.16. Literally touch them, make contact. 
yeah. physical contact. Well, I didn't physically touch most of them, but half of them were picking their noses. Just saying. How many of you are aware that children like to pick their nose? I mean, little kids. <laughs> More so than bigger kids. And it's funny. I mean, it's funny just because so many of them were. And so I told Randall, I said, look, we're going to Utah soon. And so I am definitely washing my hands before I touch any of these children, before I touch my Bible, before I touch anything else. I'm going to wash my hands and sanitize because, you know, I don't need I don't need kid germs. So anyway. All right. Well, that was all free people. Yeah, it was. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me go ahead and see if anybody's over on YouTube. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. A couple people. Mm -hmm. Our faithful three people watching. All right, so basically because you guys all uh, wanted Randall Pandlebearface to... Uh, oh, how did I do that? Wait, hold on a minute. Wait, wait a minute. There we go. Mute that. Um, because you guys miss Bearface's Bible teaching, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a biblical scholar of extreme, <laughs> you know, wisdom. There's a slight exaggeration <laughs> No, you actually got a call on God. I got a God, a call, a call. A, I know what you're trying you have to a say. Call on your life. Yeah, you do. To teach a God's vocation. word. Yeah, that's it right there. Even though it may not be an occupation. Yes. Well, anyway, so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to do weekend in the word. Which is, you know, which is... You know, and by the way, I have to Sunday say Sunday in the scriptures, Sunday in the scriptures. How's that? I love it. That's a new one. You guys put a one if you like that. Okay. Sundays in the scripture with Bareface. All right. So tonight's lesson is going to be called the road to Emmaus, which is going to be good. And by the way, Jeff, <clears throat> Jeff over on, on, um, YouTube, um, just, just so you know, my name is spelled S T A C Y. Right there. See, there's a Y. <laughs> My middle name, Lynn, has a Y, too, just so you know. And there's no E or there's no I in my name anywhere. Okay. <laughs> it just cracks me up. I was... Spelled, I was, I was, spelled different, but pronounced I the was, same. I was talking to um, somebody, uh, somebody recently about their name and they had a very basic name too <clears throat> a name that you can get spelled five million different ways randall's name always gets spelled r-a-n-d-e d-l-e a lot of people spell his name completely wrong <laughs> just because it rhymes with handle doesn't mean it's spelled like handle and did you spell jeff's name wrong yes on purpose <laughs> on purpose yes that's why there's the winky on there the winky emoji it just cracks me up i'm not i'm not i'm not upset about it but <laughs> but both you know like on facebook people will like they'll they'll spell my name wrong and i'm like it's right there where this is like there anyway whatever <clears throat> okay a passive aggressive move on my part yeah. but but i did put the emoji out there to okay. show that it wasn't it wasn't yeah. fun not no. whatever anyway all right okay so you guys hey i'm glad that you're here and um i i'm 
you know, if you want to share the show out, feel free to do that. And we're just going to take it away. Where, where, where are we going to be in God's Word today? Like, what, what part? Here's the Bible, people. Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. We're going to pick it up in verse 13, actually going through the text, but we'll make reference in the beginning to verse, um, verses 1 through 12. Uh, I read better in my actual paper Bible. I know so many, so many of you use your, your digital Bibles, which is cool. Um, but I personally like paper Bible. By the way, this is not a sponsored show, as far as what I'm about to tell you. But if you need a new Bible right now, just so you guys know, ChristianBook.com has a sale going on right now, uh, like forty, thirty, fifty percent off Bibles. Part of the reason I put my question of the day on Facebook is what kind of, what Bible version do you read? Um, is because I want to see what Bible versions most of you read. So few of you read the New American Standard, which I'm very surprised by. Not really, because a lot most people read the New King James or the ESV. A couple of you read other versions, but ESV and KGB seems to be, you know, uh, like the most common. I personally read the New American Standard. I've been reading this for uh, 36 years. It's, it's, this is my actual Bible here. This, this actually is the Bible Bareface got me. Oops. Yeah. Well, many years ago, what, 20 something years ago? Well, he bought it for me in 1998 when I turned 30. <laughs> so what? 21 years. This Bible's 21 years old. This it's all taped up. You can see because of <clears throat> anyway, but anyway, so if you're in, if you need a new Bible, christianbook.com has them on sale right now and um you can go over there and get them buy yourself a new bible if you need one or if you want to get a gift or something they have some good ones there and it it was funny because on their facebook page one of the first comments on the sale was some some guy said don't you guys have new american standard version bibles on sale and the person that runs the the page actually linked to it and and so they do you know all right let's see here i'm trying to trying to scroll there we go what is wrong with the letter l that is called selective stupidity those of us who cannot read your name i read the kjv because i grew up with it yeah so does randall actually and some other stuff so and if anybody can tell me what the heck the letters mean in Periscope, you know, when you guys are tapping hearts and, and there and there's letters, I have no idea what the heck A, B, C, D, or whatever it is means. So that's kind of weird. Is it Periscope doing that? Or is your phone doing that? No, it's it's people who are tapping. Sometimes when you view, when you view on the web, it, it just comes up as hearts. No, well there are hearts, but sometimes letters come up too, and I still haven't figured that out. I don't know. But anyway, we'll, all right. We'll set, we'll set our crack research team on it. Yeah, I'll look, I'll figure Not it out. Not they research crack, but, you know. They're, okay, they're so we're going to be in Luke 21. Is that what you said? 24. Luke 24. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. By the way, you know, I learned that. No, that's not it. Never mind. Oh, yeah? Who knows what comes after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Bible scholars. Do you know? Hmm? Yeah, you do. 
You better. I hope hope so. Okay. Luke 24, beginning in what? Ooh, I have an idea. Can I read it? And then you can just teach it. How's that sound? All right. Oops. That fell. Um, you want to read it off the screen? or? I'll read it out of my Bible. Because uh, I'm going to look at uh, Young's literal translation. So That's okay. But... Um... But yeah, but uh, yeah, so 13 to 35. 13 through 35. Okay. All right. Do you want to pray? Yes, that'd be good. Father God, we are thankful for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, every good and perfect gift that you lavish upon us. Uh, this, thy word, the Holy Scriptures being chief among those gifts, um, certainly no, not greater than the living word, uh, Messiah, Jesus, but uh, certainly a word which reveals him to us, reveals you to us, reveals ourselves to us, uh, that we might uh, learn how to live lives that are pleasing to you. Uh, we ask that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, spirits that are receptive to your spirit, and a willingness to conform Lord, to be transformed, Lord, to into the image of your own dear Son, as we yield ourselves in this time to you, uh, to use as you will for our good, your glory. We ask it in that name above all names, Yeshua, the Messiah. Amen. My dog decided to come in during the prayer, so that's why I opened my eyes up, people, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> beginning in verse 13 of Luke, chapter 24. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were conversing with each other about all these things which, which had taken place. And it came about that while they were conversing and discussing Jesus, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him, and he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you're walking? <laughs> you gotta love that. You gotta love how the Lord's like, What are these words? Instead of saying, Well, like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, anyway. And they stood still, looking sad. And one of them, named um, Cle Cleo Cleopas, did I say it right? Cleopas, Cleopas. No. Whatever. I okay. don't know for sure. All right. Well, answered and said to him, "Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days?" And he said to them, "What things?" <laughs> Gotta love the Lord, huh? What? I don't know what you're talking about. What things are you talking about? Uh, and they said to him. The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women uh, among us amazed us. 
but also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the woman also had said, but him they did not see. I'm going to verse 34, right? 35. 35, okay. And he said to them, O oh, foolish man and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he, ex he explained to them this, the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he would go f further. And they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting t toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. And he went in to stay with them. And it came about that when he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And when, and, and they said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they arose that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. And they began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. Did I say something wrong? No, no, you're good. Okay. All right, so this is a fun story, in my opinion. I love this story. I love this story for so many reasons, but Bareface is going to teach us now. So let's give him... I'm going to dispense with headphones since there's nothing... I don't need to hear my own voice any better than I <laughs> do. It's okay, Jeff. See, Jeff said he's sorry. He can't yeah. believe that he missed that one. It's been right in front of... It's, it's okay. A lot of people do. No worries, Mike. Okay. All right, and so, Randall, you can take me off. You don't need me on there. Okay, but I still need you. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I need you too, Bear. That's My good. Bubba. I was going to call it, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> but you're very cute. Yeah, you are. You're pretty good looking mm -hmm. yourself. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's one thing one of the kids told me tonight. I was like, hey, people. That's I actually said that to them and you said people. I did. I said, Hey they people. Are people. They are. And I asked them all to say their age. And so I told them, I said, I said, I'm fifty and I'm old enough to be your grandma. And <laughs> and, and, and a couple other things I said. And one of the little girls came up to me afterwards. She's like and she was so she's she was really soft and sweet. She said she said, Miss Stacy. I go, what? And she's like, I can barely hear her. I'm like going, you know, I'm trying to hear her. She's like, you don't look 50. You only look about 40. And I said, really? You think I only look about 40? I go, how many of you guys think I look 40? And they all broke out into applause. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. I felt so good after that. <laughs> of the mouths of I know, right? So, hey, and kids will tell you the truth. Just saying. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Uh. All right. <laughs> Guess I'm going solo here. 
So, let's take this down. Let's break it down, people. Uh, verse by verse here. We did not read verses 1 through 12, but verses 1 through 12 give us the particulars of what these two um, men refer to later on about women going to the tomb. Now, it doesn't tell us in verses 1 through 12 how many women went to the tomb. It doesn't necessarily... Uh, say women went the tomb, but the verbs are all in the feminine, and they are plural, so we know it's two or more women, uh, because as I understand Koine Greek, uh, much like the Romance languages, the you know Latin languages of today, if there's a group of 20 people, 19 of her are women or female, and one of them is male, then the noun to describe that group would be masculine, in our patriarchal world anyway that one was for free but uh, by the, yeah. by the so, way if you guys have any questions during the show i will pass them on to randall okay okay yeah because i'm probably not gonna be watching the comments i will i appreciate that all right let's uh pop over to the text and i'm using young's literal translation because i'm for online, it works out well. It teaches us some things. Um, some things come out better in this particular literal translation than they do in other translations. And it's funny, we talk about Bible versions, English Standard Version, stuff like that. They're not like different versions of the Bible. Uh, they're different translations of the Bible, more or less. We're not going to get into families of manuscripts and stuff like that tonight. But anyway, Young's literal translation is what I'm using here. So verse 13, and lo, or your translation may say, behold, two of them, and the scripture does tell us that it's two. It's not two or more, it's two. Two of them, and it's in the masculine, so, um, and, and because of pronouns later on, we know that it's, it's two men. Two of them, two of them what? Who are them? The disciples, uh, because that's who is talking about in verses 1 through 12. So two of them, two of the disciples of the Lord were going on during that day, which day? That Sunday, that resurrection day, uh, that Yeshua rose, that Jesus rose from the dead, and the women had gone to the tomb early that morning and had this encounter with angels and said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, he is risen. And they came and reported these things, and which and these two men referred to, because they had heard this report from these women. So that day is this day. Um, so going on during that day to a village distant 60 furlongs from Jerusalem, and as the New American Standard Bible puts, about 7 miles, because that's what it is, about 6.89 miles, if you convert uh, the word in the... And the uh, Greek text is stadius, uh, which is plural for stadion, uh, which is a measurement of, of length, which we still use when we talk about a stadium. That's the Latin version of it. Uh, use it that was to measure a, a sports field arena, arena. It's a measurement of length, stadium or stadion in the Greek. But anyway, this 60 furlongs actually says 60 
Stadius in the Greek, uh, which is about seven miles. And it's good that Luke includes this detail because he says the name of which is Emmaus, Amus, because there are three places in the Holy Land that could be that go by that name. Um, one little further from Jerusalem, and I'm one up by Tiberius that all have this name. So the one that this is the one that is 60 stadius, or about seven miles from Jerusalem, tells us which one it is. So good job, Dr. Luke, um, setting the proper context for us. And they were conversing with another about all these things that have happened. What things that have happened? The going to the tomb, these women going to the tomb and having this encounter, etc. And it came to pass in the conversing and reasoning together that Yeshua, Jesus himself, having come nigh, was going on with them. So he, like he joined them on the road. I'm guessing he came up from behind them, because otherwise they would have seen him, you know, they would have seen him up ahead on the road, and they would have come up near to him. So, I don't, did he follow them from Jerusalem, from Jerusalem? I'm thinking not. In my imagination, he just, like, he's able, was able to appear in the middle of a room. You know, he just kind of put himself there on the road right behind them and, you know, walked up from behind them and caught up to them. So, having come nigh, was going on with them. So, he came from somewhere, he's walking alongside them. And their eyes were holden so as not to know him. They didn't recognize him. And he said to them, What are these words that ye exchange with one another, walking, and ye are sad? Um, and the one, whose name was Cleopas, um, we're not given the name of the other man, the other disciple, answering said to him, Art thou alone, such a stranger in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that thou hast not known the things that have come to pass in these days? Now this is significant. He's, he's astonished. You know, are you alone, such a stranger, Jerusalem? What what is what is taking? What took place prior to this this the day following the Sabbath, this first day of the week? What big thing had been going on? What feast day had been the feast of Passover? One well, of the feast day. There's a. Um, uh, a week-long thing there. And that was in Levitical law, in the book of Moses, and the Torah, There, that is that Passover is one of the three feasts in which all Jewish males are required to come to Jerusalem for worship. There are other uh, things to be preserved, but there are three that they're required to be there. So, uh, Jerusalem is just crawling with people. I mean, just people that, not only people lived there, it was a very large city, but at least many men had come there. Uh, they may have come with families, maybe not, had traveled from all around that region, and some, you know, they're observant Jews, whether they're, you know, in, in North Africa or whatever, you know, They've got to, you know, if they're really faithful, 
they would have made plans, you know, months before to be there in Jerusalem for the Passover. So there were thousands and thousands of people, um, tens of thousands or more, um, probably more. Could be hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem at that time. And so word of these happening, well, everybody knew, think back to his riding in on a donkey, um, and everybody's uh, Hosh, Hoshana, Hoshana, you know, save now. Um, Hoshana in the highest, uh, as it comes in, there's this, you know, large, you know, everyone's there for the Passover, something like that, where a prophetic event of Messiah coming Nobody misses that. And so attention was on him, uh, on the Lord, from that time forward. And maybe some other things that had happened transpired years before, but that holy week of Passover, um, many witnesses, I, all eyes would have been on him. So his crucifixion, all of that, and the news of the tomb being empty, well-known facts, okay? None of this stuff done in a corner, uh, not um, not privy to a, a few people. These are well-known things. And so anybody in Jerusalem at that time would have known all about this stuff. And so Cleopas says, Art thou alone such a stranger in Jerusalem? Now a stranger, you know, because a lot of people were sojourners. They weren't residents of Jerusalem. Uh, they had come there for other parts for Passover. Uh, that thou hast not known the things that came to pass in these days? I mean, how art thou alone? They're, they're, everybody's hurt. <laughs> if you don't know, then you've got to be the only person. You were, you were in a coma or something like that because everybody knows this stuff. Anybody who was in the city knows what went down there. And and so this is this is not some you know kind of secret story that you know evolved you know with a few people and whatever you know this this was this was eyewitness events by a large number of people and he's like come on are you you the only person only such one that was and you don't know these things like like that doesn't that doesn't compute were you like sleeping under a rock? What things? <laughs> Yeshua says, and what things? Now, is this misleading? Is he lying to him? He didn't say, I don't know about it. Of course he knew about it. He was the one to whom these things happened. You know, he was the but I think he's getting them to to talk about these things. It reminds me of just prayer in general. We're told that the Lord knows what things you have needed before you ask him, yet we're giving a, given a formula for prayer. Um, and, and Yeshua, when he teaches about prayer, he says, you know, don't think so many words, having many words in your prayer is going to get you a, a better, um, I hear tearing paper, <laughs> uh, are you know are going to get you when you any favor with God? The Lord knows, you know, Father knows what you need of have need of before you ask Him. 
But yet we're given a model for prayer because God wants that relationship. And so they're talking about these things, like what's going on, trying to make sense of it. And I believe the Lord is getting them to like, okay, take take a deep breath. And instead of thinking about this emotionally, let's think about this rationally. So he's getting them to go back, you know, not how you're feeling right now. What's, what's, oh, trying to make sense of all this stuff that happened today. It's like, what things, what things came to pass? And they said to him the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who became a man, a prophet, powerful in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers did deliver him up to a judgment of death and crucified him. And we were hoping that it that he it is who is about to redeem Israel. There's only one redeemer of Israel, the Messiah, and we were hoping it was him. And also, with all these things, this third day is passing today. Well, what third day? It didn't say a third day, it's this third day, and it's a definite article in the Greek. And so they had to think back, because... Yeshua had predicted, you know, on the third day that he would rise. Um, And Paul makes a big deal of this in his letter to Corinthians, according to the scriptures, he says, um, that these things were prophesied. And and I'm going to get to that in a bit. But so, see, they're having to rehearse. Okay, what things? All right, well, concerning Jesus and others, became a man. Okay, stepping through it, he, he, he became famous, basically. He proved himself to be someone powerful indeed, a prophet, you know, before God and all the people. Um, he ticked off the chief priests and rulers. They delivered him up for, you know, judgment death. He was crucified. We were hoping it was the Messiah, and who was about to redeem Israel. We thought redemption was coming now. Um, not understanding uh, the suffering of the Messiah, even though it's there uh, in the scriptures. They were hoping for, okay, Messiah's here, and now the redemption of Israel from Rome and for every, from, from everything else, everyone else, you know. Uh, the Gentiles and and Israel be being returned to its glory, as in the days before, you know, back in the days of King David, and all. So, and besides all this, this third day is passing today. Okay, so they knew about something significant about the third day, even though it said that he would rise the third day. Since these things happened, and and what's related in verses 1 through 12. And certain women of ours, you know, among the disciples, also astonished us, coming early to the tomb and not having found his body. They came, saying also to have seen an apparition of messengers or angels. Ankylos, that's what the name means. Um, um, a uh, messengers, but in a heavenly messengers who say he is alive, you know, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. And certain of those 
some of those women, so I'm guessing there was more than two that went because they'd come back and certain of those that had gone to the tomb and came running back with us went away to the tomb. Okay. Oh, and certain of those with us went away to the tomb, I guess. I'm sorry. So certain of those of the disciples with us, certain of those with us among the company of believers went away to the tomb. They went back. Okay, let's go run. And and we read that in the other gospels that Peter and John actually were among them that went uh, to see what was going on and found even as the women said and him they saw not. Um, you know, a report, uh, the other gospels report to us uh, that, you know, they found the tomb empty and the and uh, the, the the burial cloth laying there, uh, kind of like undisturbed, and then the and the and the head covering folded up in a place by itself. And I'm not going to get into all that, but you know they they investigated thoroughly. Um, Peter went in. John stood at the entrance of the tomb. Anyway. So, so it's good. You know, what things? Well, tell me about this. And it's good that he got them to slow down. Okay, think, think this through. Tell me. And they had to go back again. They had to rehearse to themselves um, everything that went on. How Jesus came onto the scene and, this, and proved himself with, you know, signs and wonders. Mighty and word and deed and... And uh, his suffering, you know, his, his crucifixion, his resurrection, all this got them to think through these things, which set up perfectly uh, for what comes next in verse 25. And he said to them, Oh, cons- inconsiderate, like that, that doesn't mean rude as it means today. Inconsider without consideration, they didn't think through. They didn't. They weren't thinking it through. Oh, inconsiderate and slow in heart, um, because they weren't receiving to believe on all the prophets spoke. What was hindering their belief on all that the prophets spake was not being considerate, not thinking how these things were prophesied. And being slow in heart, that they were resistant to um, uh, the things of God, and and looking at, you know, slow to the things, supernatural things. They were looking at the natural world. They were looking at their own hopes that it was He who would redeem Israel, and it didn't happen the way they expected. Now they were sad. Remember, they were on the road sad talking with themselves reasoning with themselves you know what went down what does all this mean how how can this be they're they're sad and whatever and because they're in the moment of the day looking at their circumstances and and trying to make sense of it all it's like whoa 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 time out time out well you know what are these words you're saying with one another like, well, hey, well, dumb, <laughs> where do you come from? You've been on a rock? There's all this stuff. It's like, all this stuff went down. What are you doing? It's like, what things? What things went down? Well, and again, they have, to, all right. Out of the moment, talk about the events leading up to it. 
And I was like, okay, cool. Now, what, what prevented you from knowing what was going on, why you were all upset and sad, is you were inconsiderate. You didn't consider these things as they are, how they line up with prophecy. And slow in heart, you're not uh, we're receiving supernatural, looking at the natural things, uh, circumstances, and your disappointment. So your inconsideration, slowness of heart, that prevented you from believing all that the prophet spoke. Was it not behooving the, the Christ, the Messiah, these things to suffer and enter into his glory? That the suffering comes first and then the glory. And having begun from Moses and from all the prophets, he was expanding them in all the writings, the things about himself. And I love this. I love this translation that this is Moses, the prophets, the writings. Um, it's Gracian um, in the in, in the in the Greek. But um, here's a little little. Um, many of you probably know you students of the Word. You know that. And if you're a fan of Ariel Ministries, and bring them up in a bit, um, you're familiar with you know, biblical teaching from a Jewish perspective, that the Old Testament uh, Jews refer to as the Tanakh. And the Tanakh, Tanakh is an acronym. It's made up of the Hebrew letters uh, Teth, Nun, and Kaf. Uh, and you throw some vowel sounds in there and it's Tanakh. What do those letters stand for? Tet is Torah, which means the teachings. Those are the books of Moses, the Pentateuch, if you will. And not like to knock on wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist. My bad. Okay. So tet, or T, the t sound, stands for Torah. The, the, the teachings is what it means. Teaching, the teaching of Moses specifically. Those first five books of Moses. The nun... Oh, stands for uh, um, stands for Nevi'im, which means the prophets, okay, and the Kaf uh, stands for Ketuvim, which is the writings. So there's the Torah, which is which is books of Moses, uh, the the uh, the prophets. So major and minor prophets, and there's the Ketuvim, the writings, the Psalms, the Proverbs, um, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, uh, those things. So Tanakh, the Old Testament, is Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketuvim. Uh, uh, Moses, the prophets, and the writings. So check this out, going back to our scripture. And having begun at Moses, and from all the prophets, he was expanding, expanding to them in all the writings, the things about himself. So the entire, the entire Old Testament, books of Moses, all of the prophets, all of the writings, 
the things about himself. You will find the Messiah in every book of, of the Old Testament. And this is powerful. Um, not only did we look at how in Jerusalem, in, in Jerusalem, you know, when this went down, his, his triumphal entry, as we call you know, riding the donkey, uh, his suffering, his crucifixion, his resurrection, those weren't some secret thing in some far off place. You know, this was, this was a well-known, well-documented event, not just in Bible. We can look the, the, um, the Roman historians, Suetonius, Tacitus, and other things. This is not some secret thing that, you know, if you have the inside knowledge, you know, that you know about this stuff. No. Uh, Cleopas is like, are you, are you, you the sole person in all of Jerusalem that was asleep under a rock and doesn't know what's going on here? Not only that, but he expounded to them, having begun at Moses and all the prophets and in all the writings, you know, he expounded the things about himself, the Torah, the Nevi'im, the Ketuvim. Um, what makes Messiah, Yeshua, um, very unique is like any other person that comes on the scene, whether that be a uh Lula, you know whatever or the or joseph smith or or uh you know the buddha siddhartha or whoever comes on the scene as some religious leader says hey i've got a new idea you know and this is the way it is follow my teachings um she is not like that <laughs> we have we have we have thousands of years well, at that point, about 1,400, you know, over a millennia of prophecy uh, into which he came in the fullness of time. God sent his son, fourth sent his son, born of a woman, in accordance with the scriptures. And, and the time was right. Everything was set up, you know, long, long set up for his arrival when it came. You know, we were hoping it was he who was to redeem Israel. They had this hope. They they knew from their study of scripture that Messiah was coming, that he was the redeemer of Israel, uh, etc. They hadn't thought it all through, but he, you know, <laughs> Messiah caused them to think it through and line it up to be considerate, not slow of heart. Um, he didn't come in a vacuum and just say, hey, I'm the latest, you know, I'm the latest religious leader, I'm the latest incarnation of God, or whatever. No, he came into a context where people understood who he was, he established who he was, um, in reference to prophecies and in the law. I mean, you look at the, in Leviticus, there are so many things that point to Messiah to come. And in the writings as well, you read the Psalms, what... <laughs> Hey, what about Zechariah twelve ten? What about Psalm twenty two? What about Isaiah fifty three? What about these? You know, um, and more and more and more, you know, that um, prepared the people of Israel for the Messiah. It's not like he came, you know, with with no context at all. 
it came with a huge, you know, 1400 year context behind him of who he was and the time in which he came. Uh, prophesied people in a prophesied time, people prepared uh, for this moment, and his identity was clearly established. Um, and it was, it was not just things he was making up and say, "Hey, here's a new revelation." But having been gone from Moses and all the prophets, not just the major ones and some of the minor ones, or half of the major ones and some of the minor ones, all of the prophets and in all of the writings, the things about himself. And they came nigh to the village, whither they were going that Emmaus that's about seven miles from Jerusalem. And he made an appearance of going on further, like uh, he, was gonna, he was going farther than Emmaus. And ultimately he was. <laughs> he could have gone anywhere he wanted to. And they constrained him. It's like, oh, remain with us, for it is toward evening. It's like, e uh, you know, you don't want to go on. There's, stay here. You know, spend the night here. Um, and and the and the day did decline, and he went in to remain with them, and it came to pass in his reclining with them, I have in parentheses that meet because in the original language it didn't tell us that, but that was that's the only place to recline, is at the table. We don't recline. You lay down to go to bed. You're standing in other places. Uh, you sit for teaching, you recline for a meal, recline at the table. Sorry, Leonardo da Vinci, but you know, the Last Supper where they're all in chairs at a table, that's it's not a Middle Eastern thing, uh, not a first century Jewish thing. You recline at the table, anyway. So, when they came to pass in his reclining, not in a lazy boy, but you know, just kind of on your side around around the dinner table if you will having taken the bread i like that he he took charge of it taking the bread he blessed and having broken just like in a passover meal where there's an officiant i can't think of the jewish or the hebrew word offhand for the one who officiates over the passover meal but he took the bread he blessed and having broken he was giving it to them, just like a Passover meal that had transpired a few days before. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And and he became unseen by them. So before, their eyes were holding that they didn't recognize him. But now they did recognize him, for he was. And then he became unseen by them. Um... Essentially, he dematerialized. Whether he's still there, instantly transported somewhere else, we don't know. They just know he was reclining with them there at the table, and poof, he's gone. Um, so, you know, it's interesting, in the breaking of bread, and, and this theme of, of, of bread and, and wine uh, goes throughout the, the scriptures. Well, through the Old Testament, where... Yeah, it's time to take a break. I'll do it. Um, Are we going to do an hour show or an hour and a half show? That's a good question. Because we discussed doing an hour show. Yeah, we discussed doing an hour show. And now it's good. you can't see me because I'm 
I'm all shrunk down there. Here you were. You were reclining. reclining at the table. I really was, actually, with the Bible. Um, here. Um, um, anyway. We're okay. We're okay for 90 minutes. Yeah, but we should take here. a break. Yeah, so. And, and talk about our, this wonderful organization. Yeah, Ariel Ministries. Can you guys hear me? I turned my mic down. How's that? Is that better? I turned my mic down so you, you couldn't hear me snoring or anything. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Randall's voice is so calming and cooling and collected. Uh, but anyway, okay, so Ariel Ministries is um, the ministry that loves us. They support us. They've been so faithful, and they've blessed us for, I think, about three years now. They've been sponsoring our show. Um, and so a good way to let them know that you appreciate that is to go there and buy stuff. Let them know. And they know it's you if you use the coupon code Bible News. Um, and I think as far as I can tell, um, we're the only place that offers, that gets a 20% discount. So if you guys know other people that you think might want to buy, you know, stuff from their, their ministry, then by all means, go ahead and give them that coupon code, pass it on uh, so that they can they can save some money. Um, and of course, Randall and I always recommend the highlights of the life of Christ from a Jewish perspective, but the books, life of Messiah, life of the Messiah. Yep. There's the bridge versions and there's also the, the four volume version. Uh, and there's some really good Bible curriculum there. If you guys want to teach children or let's say you don't want to do the adult Bible study cause you, you don't, they have great children's Bible studies there as well. You can check through those and and learn some of the basic stuff from a Jewish perspective, and and it will really, it will just enhance. It will, it will really enhance. Just like a lot of people say, if you go to Israel, you know, it makes makes it come to life for you. Um, it really does make it more, you know, just comes to life. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so that's a. That's Ariel Ministries. If you um, want to support our show just directly, you can become a pillar of the community or you can um, just donate whenever you'd like. I prefer once a month if you can because uh, that helps us to budget stuff and, and it helps us to know, you know, who's really being touched by what we do and minister to. So if you want to do that, you can donate over at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give or I think it's, what is it, givesendgo.com forward slash Bible News Radio. It's, it's down there somewhere. You can do that. And uh, just want to say thank you in advance. I just saw a little donation from Jeff come in. Thank you for that, Jeff. Really appreciate the fact that you have supported our show, Sean. Um, you know, thank you for your donations. And I know, I know pretty much everybody in here, I think Danielle, Gina, um, Mia, Joel, um, pretty much everybody in here has donated to us at some point or is pretty, or is pretty faithful in donating once a month. So just say thank you for that. Um, we really appreciate it a lot. So there you go. Um, Legal Shield too. You know, if you guys want to, you know, actually, here's the thing. I'm coming up to the end of the month. I have goals, people. <laughs> uh, I am... I am too, I'm basically one full membership short of reaching that goal. We got this week to get it. So if you guys have been thinking about getting Legal Shield, 
or identity theft protection or both of them together, this would be a good week to do it. Um, so just get in touch with me if that's if that's you, if you want to do that. And we can set up a time to get me to get you signed up. All right. Okay. I think that's it. All right. Back to Bareface. All right. I'm going to just wrap this up in 10 minutes or less. Famous last words. Well, see you. Mm-hmm. You're so long-winded when it comes to God's word. He's like, before the show, he's like, I don't know if I can even do this, you know. I mean, it I, used to be that way, but when you put a Bible in Bareface's hands, you may as well just walk away because he'll be talking to you for all eternity. I mean, and that's a good away. thing. I mean, I, hey, I would much Mine rather have away. my husband, like, talk about God's word incessantly as a as compared to like some men who like to talk about football or stupid stuff like that no offense if you like football but you know what i'm saying by the way don't walk away just bring a snack (laughs) by the way if you're on youtube don't forget to like our show down there okay like hit the hit that thumbs up because somebody told me that if the more likes you get the more people might see it so even if you're not on youtube go over there on youtube and hit like or subscribe. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not for being done, but for everything you brought to us. This show is brought to you in part by by me. It was my idea many years ago. <laughs> yeah, true. I feel so short. I don't know why. It's because you're... Because I am. Slumping. Oh, I'm... Well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Go on. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring this home, people. Even though... 35 kind of stops in a mid-thought. but Anyway, he became unseen by them. He disappeared. And later, in verse 36, you find him reappearing back in Jerusalem. Um, anyway, they said to one another, was, was not our heart burning within us as he was speaking to us in the way and as he was opening up to us the writings? Now, they just mean this, all the scriptures in general, or they were referring specifically to the writings, like the Psalms and the Proverbs. Either way, it's really cool, because it's like, wow, I didn't expect to see him there, you know? And it's like, wow, that was really cool. He is there. It's written, you know, and you know, some of those Psalms and the Proverbs, I you know, didn't see it before. Like, wow, wasn't that, wasn't that awesome? It was, our, was not our heart burning within us? Like, this is like so cool you know that's why they just they implored him you know they constrained him to stay come on stay here just because of awesome bible study even before the his identity was revealed to them anyway and they and they having risen up the same hour turned back to jerusalem so keep in mind it was it was toward evening um, you know, the day did decline. They said, Hey, you don't want to go further cause it's late. Um, and yet that hour, that same hour turned back toward Jerusalem. They'd gotten to Emmaus, sat down. So another seven miles back, you know, a brisk walk is like, like four miles per hour. So I don't know, maybe they ran whatever, but it was probably over an hour, um, you know, darn near to get back to uh, Jerusalem, and they're going in in the dusk or in the dark, uh, probably by the time they got there. So we could probably do look at one of those sites that does the 
uh, astronomical calculations to find out what phase the moon was in at that time and how much light they would have had outside, but that's for another time. All right. Anyway, so rose up, went back to Jerusalem, and found gathered together the eleven, not the twelve, because Judas Iscariot, uh, uh, Iscariot, the man from Kiriot, Yehuda Iscariot, um, uh, was not with them because he had betrayed the Lord and hung himself, saying, the Lord was raised indeed, because, you know, uh, and they, the eleven had seen, the Lord was raised indeed, and was seen by Shimon, was seen by Simon Peter. And they were telling all the things in the way, and how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, real quick, I think it's interesting, as I started to allude before, uh, throughout the Old Testament, where we have bread and wine, whether it be the Passover, or the be the, the chief baker and the cup bearer of Pharaoh that... Joseph met in prison, all that. Uh, bread is always something of suffering, and the cup is redemption. Uh, you can go look at that yourself. So, and today in a Passover a meal, and you know the bread is the bread of affliction, and the the final cup after supper, the fourth cup is the cup of redemption. Uh, which Yeshua said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, cup of redemption. But anyway, interesting, he was made to known to them in the breaking of bread, not in a cup, drinking the cup. He was made known to them in the breaking of bread. And I think back to the Apostle Paul saying, that I may know the Lord in the fellowship of what? His glory? His sufferings. And... That is how the Lord identified with us. We have a high priest who can sympathize, you know, who is, who is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but was tempted in every way we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come with boldness to the throne of grace. Um, Yeshua, you know, the Messiah, God became man, to enter into our experience, to live the life that we could not live, to die the death that we deserve, that we might inherit his, uh, his inheritance, that we might inherit eternal life, that we might have his reputation and live the life that he deserves. Um, eternal life. And that there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So it is in that humanity. In fact, he called himself Son of Man, coming from Daniel chapter 7, Baranash, Son of Man, man in his weakness and his frailty, in his humanity, as it were. So that's the Lord experienced our condition. In, in human suffering, and that's where we get to know him. That's the place where God and man met. And so, uh, not a pleasant topic, but interesting. Not not surprising me that he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And he revealed himself in, in you know, all the scriptures, Moses, the prophets, and all the writings. So, this is for me. I'm... <laughs> This is a preaching to me. It's like, man, if I want to grow deep in the Lord, I want to know him. 
first I have to be in the scriptures. I have to be in the scriptures daily, in the Bible daily, in in the in in the books of Moses, in the Torah, in the prophets, in the writings, and the New Testament as well. Um, in those things, I need to be. Wait, can I say something? Uh, you just did, so apparently can. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because when when I was in high school, Boo, who whose real name is Barbara, but she goes by Boo. Um, she mentored me that way, actually. She she had me read old two chapters in the Old Testament book, a Psalm and a Proverb. Um, and then two chapters in a gospel and then a whole epistle and one chapter in Acts every single day. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when Paul wrote to Timothy, all scripture is inspired by God. He wasn't talking about the New Testament, any book nope. of the New Testament. Right. But, but because we are New Testament believers, you know, we, we had... I read all that, and then I doubled it. I actually, when I was so radically saved, I doubled that. I probably read the Bible four hours a day, <laughs> easy, when I first got saved the first couple of years. Uh, but anyway, go on. That, so primary, be in the scriptures, all of the, all of the Bible, uh, to get to know the Lord. Because they're, as he told them, you search the scriptures thinking them you have eternal life, but they're they which speak of me. And secondly, by the way, thank you for liking my YouTube video, people. He was he was made known to them in the breaking of bread, you know, in the fellowship of his his sufferings, and we typically want to avoid suffering, and that's that's good. But when we find ourselves in suffering, that's it's a fact of human life, as Oswald Chambers says. To say there ought not be suffering is. <laughs> so what that there is suffering is a fact basically and rather than trying to avoid it it is in that place that we can also get to know the Lord in a more intimate way what did what did the uh, late um, oh come on uh, voice of the martyr Dr. Richard Wordbrand oh. I have found truly joyful Christians only in what in the bible in the persecuted church and in prison yep and that was someone who who was qualified to say that yep so anyway that's what i got see 10 minutes wow you. you did it it's a miracle miracles still happen in the 21st century people yeah they do Okay, so I want to give a couple of announcements. Um, the first one would be um, that, of course, our show's coming back Friday. Uh, yeah, we, we might actually have a um, couple of days during the week next week. I'm not sure. We're going to be going to Utah for the Legal Shield thing. And that's kind of during the middle of the week. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. Anyway, we'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, I'll figure that out. In the meantime, during the week, the best place to, you know, keep in touch with me is on Instagram. You can follow me on my Instagram account, stacy.lynn.harp. 
is where I post most of my stuff. Um, also have Bible News Radio on Instagram as well. We have our Daily Disciples Facebook group. You can join uh, as well if you're not in there. I try to put some stuff in there too. Frankly, I don't put a lot of stuff on my Bible News Radio Facebook page because Facebook doesn't, I mean, Facebook just doesn't show stuff. So uh, if you haven't joined my text message list yet, you can text Bible News to the number 33222. Uh, text that Bible news that those two words together to the number three three two two two, and then you can, you know, go ahead and do that. Um, my email I tend to only send out email on the weekend, which is basically recaps of the show. Uh, so you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com and do that too. And what else? and and Sean also told me to tell you about uh, Grover and Tug. As well, if you want to follow my dog over on Instagram, (laughs) our dogs, dogs, yeah, you can follow Grover and Tug as well on Instagram. Uh, So I actually have three Instagram accounts and I actually prefer Instagram because Instagram is Insta. It's, you know, it's short, sweet, to the point, um, you know, and all that. So if you do that and don't forget also, you can, you can also, uh, um, you can also uh, uh, follow me, you know, here. <laughs> I just got a message that distracted me. Pickleball Faith, by the way. Right now I have let one of my local pickleball friends read my book. Uh, and I'm waiting. I'm actually waiting for his feedback and editing uh, before we get that out. And the goal is, my goal was my birthday. But that's fast approaching, so it probably isn't going to be on my birthday. By the end of the year, for sure, it will be out. <laughs> I'm just going to say by the end of the year, by Christmas time, it will be out for sure. Uh, maybe you guys can buy it for Christmas. But um, but I, I got some really good feedback on it. And, uh, and that was from a local person who actually knows a lot of the things that I wrote about. And, and he knows the people. Um, well, some of them anyway. And he happened to be a professor at Azusa Pacific University. So he actually is, uh, you know, grading me on my writing. I'm pretty sure of it. But that book is almost done. Um, and it will be available in Kindle format. It will be a paperback as well. Um, and I probably will also record it in audio format as well at some point. So if you're interested in that. And Randall also has his book, right? Is Are you relaunching that? That's uh, my plan. Yeah. But it's not ready for relaunch. Not yet. But stay tuned and it will be eventually. So uh so those are just some announcements and uh you know, obviously if you need to get in touch with, with either one of us, you can go through our website if you're actually not already connected with us on social media. So have a good week, everybody. Uh be bold. Stand up and go with God, people. Because he loves you. And, you know, go share that with somebody. I might encourage you. Yeah, I will.